candle is lit. The Pazoos has been poured. I'm your co-host, The Witch. And I'm Andemic. Welcome to the Horror Salon. <laughs> so today, we have a brand new, for both of us, Pazuzi. Yeah. Uh, first time ever making this drink. Really excited about it. Um, and it is in honor of our episode theme of witchcraft love that there were so many avenues to go down with yep. what this drink could be but we ended up on making it's called a hot summer's night so um, before we try it this is a gin based drink it is made with a gin that I was just introduced to so I've been kind of getting into gin a lot recently which is kind of weird for me because I hated <laughs> gin um not too long ago i would have said i hated gin if you asked me but i have one of my best friends was in from dc and brought me a bottle of green hat gin which is apparently hmm. local to the dc area okay and it is so good so if you are in dc or you are traveling to dc at some point i highly recommend green hat gin um it's very floral uh botanical if you will which i thought was right on theme with our topic tonight because i've always associated the witch with nature and natural themes and so i wanted to make a natural oh. kind of cocktail so this has green hat gin which is botanical in and of itself and then a i made this homemade for all of <laughs> you my monsters i would do anything for you <laughs> not anything but i would do this create a rosemary Honey, simple syrup. I didn't know there was rosemary and honey in it. Yeah, rosemary, Excellent. honey, simple syrup. And then there's some lemon juice in there. So if you, um, just as a note, ever want to drink along with us or think any of these sound good and you want to try them out yourself, we have them all up on our website. And we're also trying to feature them a few days ahead of time on our Instagram so that if you want to grab the stuff and drink along, you are more than welcome to do that. We encourage mm -hmm. you to do that. Um, but if you're not a drinker, that is a-okay. You get your Mountain Dew mm -hmm. and you listen along. Yeah. So we're going to try this All right, hot witch. summer's night. Let's do this. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... There's gin in here. They're doing something to the back. It's tart. Uh, yes. But you can taste all of it. You can taste all of it. And you it can is taste really good. Everything I just said you can taste. I would like it over ice. Yeah. We ran out of ice. Um, because somebody house. who shall remain nameless. Does didn't. not fill the ice right. trays. Excuse me. Yeah. So. Wow. That's, um, that's simple was. syrup. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? I think that raises the bar of this. Oh, it raises the bar. Yeah. I read, when I was making that simple syrup, I had to get a recipe because I'm good at cooking, but not with like sweet ingredients, mm. if that makes sense. But I was worried I was going to screw it up. And they said it's good in like tea. I bet rosemary honey tea. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have that. That sounds great, wait. actually. I literally can't wait for that. But this is a yummy drink. Make this. If you like gin, make this. If you have green hat gin absolutely if you don't make some of that rosemary honey simple syrup put it in this gin because it's super yummy 
All right, I'm excited to sip on that for the rest of this episode. I'm going to need it. Yeah, you are. To get Uh, me through this episode. Which is going to steer the ship tonight. Um, This is a subject near and dear to her, so um, take it away, witch. All right. So I feel like I need to preface talking about this with a disclaimer that a lot of this is going to sound anti-Christian, which I am not in any way, shape, or form anti-Christian. I'm not anti-religion at all. Um, I actually find religion fascinating and like to learn about it and um, all sorts of stuff like that. But just from the facts of what happened to a lot of people in the past, um, some of it can and has been tied back to the church. Um, I'm just simply stating what happened. So um, I I feel like I need to say that at at the forefront. I have no malintent behind this. It's just simply what happened. All right. So let's kind of launch into it. So I should also say that my um, fascination with the witch I've always kind of liked witches, but my fascination with the historical witch occurred in college. I took a history of witchcraft course, and that kind of took me through this whole rabbit hole that I didn't even know existed about witches and witchcraft and um, European history and history of religion, to be quite frank. And it was fascinating. And so ever since then, I've I've just been enthralled with this witch figure. I should say that while I am very interested in Wicca Mm -hmm. and I'm very interested in that spiritual practice and I identify heavily with a lot of their beliefs, I haven't formally been involved with it. Um, So I don't know that you could formally call me a spiritual witch, Um, but I kind of use the moniker as an homage to all of the women Mm, who came before um, and also am still interested in kind of that modern spin. So I just wanted to say those things at the at the start. So where did the witch begin? Um, there are some different kinds of reports out there. Uh, some scholars kind of draw back to the Bible um, because that's really where one of the very first written records of the witch occurs. Yeah. And so the, the first mention of the witch is actually in the first book of Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first book of Samuel, they date that to between 931 and 721 BC. And the witch that's mentioned in the first book of Samuel is the witch of Endor. And the brief, very brief story of the Witch of Endor is uh, Saul calls upon her and wants her to summon the spirit of Samuel uh, because he wants to consort, kind of, you know, consult with Samuel uh, and get some advice on how to defeat the Philistine army. Yes. And so the witch summons the spirit of Samuel and Saul consults with Samuel and Samuel tells Saul, you and your sons are going to die. And the next day, the sons die in the battle, and Saul commits suicide as a result of that. And so because of that, there's this very mysterious and dangerous uh, kind of air put on the witch because it's not Saul or Samuel who's to blame. It's the fact that he consorted with a witch. Right to get that information, right? Even though the witch was simply the conduit, was not in any way involved Mm -hmm. in any of the death. Um, But that's kind of how that book frames it. 
If you go throughout the rest of the Bible, um, you'll see many other mentions of witches, always in a negative, condemning light. Um, One of the most famous passages or sayings in the Bible is from Exodus 22, 18, which is, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. So basically calling for the death of witches Mm -hmm. right there in the Bible. And that was the catalyst for what's to come. Yes. So um, lots of not very good negative depictions of the witch in the Bible. There are some scholars who say, whoa, 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 the, oh my gosh, the endemic has drained her witch's potion. Oh my Lord. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> um, so there are some scholars who say, whoa, 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 the witch actually heavily predates the Bible. In fact, you can draw, you can see witches in society as early as human life. Um which is a very interesting take. Um, there's one super badass scholar. Her name is Carol Fontaine. Um, she's an American biblical scholar. And she is the John Taylor Professor of Biblical Theology and History at the Andover Newton Theological School. So this woman is a fucking authority on oh, this. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And Carol Fontaine believes that witches, um, or at least the witch figure, Um, is as old as humanity itself and can um, be traced back to the Middle East um, and some of the religious practices that were going on um, in the Middle East. Um, A lot of the religion, you know, ancient religion was polytheistic. So there were many gods and goddesses that presided over different areas of life. You had fertility, you had war, you had all these different things, you know, that were going on and they usually had a god or goddess associated with them with the goddesses they usually were more powerful mm-hmm. which is very interesting about ancient religion right they were more powerful and because of that the women of society were the ones who kind of consulted with them and so the women in society were seen as not necessarily more powerful, but a little bit more revered, a little bit more respected. They carried on a lot of the religious rites, mm-hmm. um, which is totally flipped today. Um, yeah. And they also were given um, kind of stations in society that were more respected at the time. Mm-hmm. So at the time, in ancient society, as you can imagine, birth was extremely important because we don't have medicine like we do today so having a easy childbirth was very few and far between survival rate wasn't high and so anyone who was helping a midwife for instance Mm -hmm. was an extremely important profession um so we had a lot of women in that midwife position lots of women in the medical position in general herbalism those types of things and so um they were very well revered in that kind of society so how does someone who's so revered then get changed into this kind of evil figure and i should mention they weren't known as witches they were known as wise women wise women wise women right um so there are two popular theories about how these women go from being all powerful to now consorting with the devil um one of those is theories is that there was this indo-european expansion westward and so with that they were being very aggressive 
They were conquering towns and villages. And because of that, they no longer preferenced the goddess of fertility. Mm -hmm. Um, They preferenced the god of war. And so it goes from a female figure to a male figure very quickly. And because it was a male figure, men started to rise in power. So in order for a man to rise in power in society where females already had the strong power, they had to lessen them in some way. So you start to see this negative kind of... Of course. Of course. Men wanted power. Of course. Not (laughs) Not to say anything about our male listeners. We love you. We know you wouldn't have done this. Um, so that's one theory. Second theory ties it back to Christianity. So we have the Hebrews, um, uh, who are following this very, um, Christian tradition and they're monotheistic. They believe in the all powerful God. They don't, they're not polytheistic. They don't see gods and goddesses. They Mm -hmm. see the God, uh, and they want folks to follow the same religion so as this christianity takes hold they start to condemn witchcraft as pagan practice what's really interesting about pagan practice and paganism is it was originally coined as a term by christians this is a made-up term by christians wow i did not know that and it is simply to describe a follower of polytheism that is the original intent. And it was a pejorative term. And they meant it to mean the peasant religion. Wow. Was what pagan meant. So they immediately start spinning this narrative that, you know, pagans believe in polytheism and we believe in monotheism. And anyone right, who okay. believes in polytheism is beneath us. We are clearly the chosen ones, right. the monotheists. Um so one of the first things they do as reli- as this Christianity is spreading is they start to bastardize what they deem as the pagan religions. And to do that, they start erecting uh, churches and cathedrals on pagan on. sites. I saw that several times uh, overseas. Yeah. Yeah. So they just took a pagan site, put a church on it. Yep. Um, they took the pagan goddesses and gods and transformed them into saints. So now they're not pagan goddesses. They're saint whatever of whatever. Yeah. Um, so they start to kind of bastardize this religion. Um, what I found really fascinating in my studies, and I should say all of this comes from a bunch of awesome resources um, that I'm going to post up in our show notes so that you can kind of follow along and dig in yourself. Um, but... The pagans were known to worship physical, uh, spirits of physical things. So, you know, they farmed the land. Right. So they would worship a god of agriculture. Right. Um, they wor- worship a goddess of fertility mm-hmm. with birth. They'd worship animal gods, um, which, mind you, the animal god that pagans worshipped had two horns and automatically somehow becomes the devil? Hmm. I have a lot of questions about that, but that's another, that's another topic. Um, so pagans believed in that and that, and Christians believed in this thing called faith, which was totally new to pagans because they didn't understand what is faith. faith. Right. You worship a God to get a, a crop. Or you worship a god to have an easy childbirth. What is what is this faith you speak of? So it was a really, there was some cognitive dissonance happening, yeah, essentially. Okay. Um, and, and so it was kind of hard to convert the pagans. But as you can imagine, 
it wasn't like you just knocked on a door and said, hey, will you convert to Christianity? Right. There, there was some not great practices happening to get folks to convert. So obviously the pagans, you know, being put in a very precarious situation, a lot of them said, yeah, okay, I'll convert to Christianity. But they were still holding on to their traditional beliefs sure. as hard as they could, mm-hmm. as safe, you know, as, to, safely, as safely as they could. As sure. they could. Um, so, of course... These folks in power say, well, you're going to build our churches because what's wor- well, what's the worst thing you could do is make someone who doesn't really believe in your religion build your church build your for church, you. Yeah. Um, so they say, okay, but we're only building this church if you dedicate it to Mary. So you see so many churches dedicated to Mary and there's this tradition yeah. and the pagans said we are building a church dedicated to a female, not a male. So they dedicate it to Mary um and what's really cool is the pagans revered her as a goddess it's super well documented that they thought of mary as a goddess which the church the christian church hated this they hated it um but they couldn't really do anything about it because they were they were building the church they were doing the thing yeah they were doing the thing um they called mary the queen of heaven they called her the switch switching pages here uh the lady of the world and the mother of god so they really revered mary um so in order to continue to kind of try and take hold and exert power um one of the religions the christian religions at the time that really took off with was catholicism um so catholicism says okay we are now the religion of the elite. You are the religion of the commoners. And so our religion is pure and sacred. It's the monotheistic religion. Your religion, while you claim to believe in our Christian faith, mm-hmm. I still see it riddled with spirits and goddesses and nature. And so they start making these distinctions between the, the elite, yeah. which were often in cities, and the peasant religion, which were often rural, and that comes into play here soon. Okay. So you can see these power dynamics going on, mm-hmm. um, which were tense situations mm-hmm. in and of themselves. Then the plague happens. And there's also war happening. We're in the Middle Ages. There's war. Sure. There's the plague. There's this really tense religious conversion happening. Mm-hmm. Um, when the plague comes through, Christians need a scapegoat. We have we have this God. Why would this God forsake us? Right. Clearly, something has to be happening. So they didn't have the science, obviously, and I Mm -hmm. should say that, you know, maybe it wasn't all malintent. They didn't have the science to explain it. Maybe they really did, just they were ignorant. They didn't know. Um, but witchcraft seemed to fit fit nicely into this role. And so they blamed the devil for what was happening to them with the plague. And the reason the devil had come to town is because there were worshipers in the town, which ended up being the witches. Um, So the Catholic Church, which already had an inquisition, expands Mm -hmm. its efforts um, to punish these witches for bringing the plague into town because they were consorting with the devil. So two Catholic inquisitors, Jacob Springer and Henrik Kramer, 
Um, they wrote what is known as the Malleus Maleficarum. So I've heard it pronounced Maleficarum and Maleficarum. I don't know what the correct pronunciation is, so let me know if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. I'm sure you will. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's widely known as the Hammer of Witches. And so basically it was a guide on how to hunt witches and interrogate them. Yeah. Um, and ultimately kill them, execute them. Um, horrifying statistic, this book sold more copies than any other book in Europe other than the Bible. And that was for over 100 years it sold. Holy it was selling shit. like hotcakes. Everyone, had, everyone was scared of witches. It was known as the witch um, craze, the witch hysteria. Yeah. Um, everyone was afraid of them, and they wanted this hammer of witches to protect themselves with. Um Carol Fontaine, here she comes again mm -hmm. with her, her, her knowledge. She says, this is the first book you really see that assigns gender to witchcraft. Because we should know men could practice the same sure, thing. Sure, sure. Right? And they did in some cases. There were male herbalists. There were male midwives. Um, but this book says, no, it's the women that are the witches. Because, get this. Because the devil is a sexual being, and the woman is so weak and so, so easily preyed upon with the sexual wiles of the devil. And so we know that... Filled with lust. Filled the with lust. Yes, filled they with must be tamed. They must be pious. We must force them to be pious because they, they cannot control right. themselves. Um. So they, they kind of start associating witchcraft with women, and then they encourage anyone who's deciding to go out and hunt witches um, that they have, you have to. It would not be legitimate if you didn't. You must torture them to get them to confess. Sure. In fact, the reason you need to torture them to get them to confess is because you can't do anything if they don't confess. You have to have a confession in order to execute a witch. Yeah. And so... You have to get that confession get it any by way you any can. means oh, possible. That is God. exactly right. So so they they absolutely encourage torture in this hammer of witches. Um, some of the practices that started happening after people read this book and started going out and following its practices. So anyone who was kind of a self-proclaimed inquisitor would ask a set of leading questions. You know, one of the things that was common um, – where people would say, well, if they're in different towns spread across Europe, why do they all have the same exact story? Something must be happening. No. The Inquisitor had the same guidebook with the oh. same questions to lead them to the same answers. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. Um, they were scrutinized. I mean, these women, and as I said before, these these inquisitors weren't necessarily targeting the women of the city. They were going out into rural towns and bringing women in from rural towns. So they, they're confused. They don't know city life. Right. They don't know this new religion, really. They don't know anything that's going on. They would shave them, strip them naked, parade them through town. It was Horrific. humiliating and horrific and part of the reason they would do that is because they would scrutinize their body up and down looking for the devil's mark looking for the devil's mark which yeah. could be a mole yeah a birthmark something they think looks 
anything, suspicious. anything remotely suspicious they could say is the devil's mark. And that was an instant they could condemn you to, for right. execution. So it was horrifying what they did. Um, but beyond that, if you got through the questioning, which was hard to do, mm-hmm. if you got through the scrutinizing, which was hard to do because they could pick anything on your body. Right. Then came the torture. Mm. I don't want to get too into the torture because it is horrific. But I do, I feel like in order to pay respect to the women who went through this, I yeah. have to tell you some of the things that happened. Um, three devices were popularized in this era. One is the Iron Maiden. Oh, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that one. So for those of you who don't know the Iron Maiden, I'm not going to give you gory details, but I will tell you a brief what it is. It's basically a cabinet, this metal cabinet, Mm -hmm. and um, you would put the woman inside, and it has spikes um, on the interior. So when you close the door, she gets pierced. Mm -hmm. Um, Horrific. Mm -hmm. Not only is it claustrophobic, you're also getting stabbed. Yeah, and it does not kill you. It doesn't kill you. The spikes aren't deep enough to kill you, but they're deep enough to stab you. Um, So horrible torture device. Um, the second popular one was thumb screws. Mm. Um, so these were another kind of metal device where they would put your fingers or your toes in between two metal pieces and they would screw it to the point where they would crush your fingers and crush your um, toes as they're asking you extremely leading questions. Mind you, you're going through this horrific torture. The last one, which I right now skip this part if you think that in any way shape or form this might affect you um but it's called the pear so what the pear is um it is a pear-shaped device it's a metal it has a little spring in it and there are four types of like metal um uh, sides to it that kind of open up slowly as you crank it um they could insert it in your throat they could insert it in your genitals um and they would ask you questions and if they didn't like your answers they would slowly turn the pair and it would rip you open Mm -hmm. um none of these devices were meant to kill you they were just meant to get a confession out of you um but what you see over and over again is that there were rounds of this torture and these are only three of the popular there were many more other Mm -hmm. horrific torture devices that they used if you didn't confess the first time, they were going to do it a second time. If you made it through the second round, they were going to do it a third time. Mm-hmm. And almost certainly, if you made it to the third round of torture, it was going to kill you. Yeah. A witch, an, an accusation of witchcraft was pretty much a death sentence. Right. Um, you were either going to be executed formally or the, the torture right. was going to kill you. Um, so it was just unbelievably horrible what they did to people. Um, like I said, only those who confess could be formally executed. Um, and yeah, so even if you did confess, you weren't getting out of it. Um, so who were the targets? Like I said, this mostly affected women, um, because that's what the Malleus Maleficarum said uh 85% of people killed in this witch craze were women yeah um certain types of women so they definitely targeted midwives and healers um they there was this kind of uh 
rule that you couldn't practice medicine unless you were formally trained. Because if you could practice medicine and you weren't formally trained, you clearly were consorting with a spirit or a devil, right? It's infuriating. Oh, this is this is not fun. Um, Well, guess what? They barred women from attending university. Of course. So women couldn't be in the medicine practice. So if you were a midwife or a healer, you had to do it secretly. Well, if you were found out, and oftentimes men in the medical profession would sell their female counterparts out, you were condemned of witchcraft. Right. Um, And that had kind of a political motivation behind it simply because midwives and healers were very still well revered Mm -hmm. in society because they could heal pain yeah and so even if i'm a devout christian in the city if i'm gonna have a baby i might go seek a midwife underground of course they did right absolutely and that wasn't good for the church because there wasn't any power in that the Mm -hmm. midwife still had the power because they still had the influence over people so they didn't like that they sought them out um another target audience widows and single women yeah so because the plague is happening um women and i don't know why this is but they were just more immune Hmm. to the plague than men were so they Mm -hmm. were outliving men a lot of their husbands died um there was a whole generation that grew up and there weren't enough men so a lot of women were just single at Mm -hmm. the time um well they're very vulnerable if they're single and also you're single. I wonder why that is. Mm-hmm. I wonder why all the men are dead. Must be because of you, because you survived. Right. So easy, easy for them to condemn them. Um, it's estimated uh, that between 1500 and 1600, nearly 80,000 witches were put to death in Europe. I should say all these um, statistics are coming from Europe because that's that's one of the more popular places this was happening. Yeah. I read um, Germany had the highest number. Germany right? had the highest execution rate. Uh, some really horrific things came out of Germany. Um, there's a town called Würzburg. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Um, but it was the worst instance of witch hunting um, in Europe. 900 women, men, and children were executed in that town alone. Um, the re- reason? Magistrates entered the town, came in, said... Uh, everyone here is possessed by the devil, and they killed him. A hor- horrible uh, situation there. Um, another religious scholar that I read about, her name is Barbara McGraw. Um, she notes that there were some towns in Germany that were so desecrated by this witchcraft hysteria that there were no women in the town. Holy shit. They killed every last woman. Um, horrific. Horrific stuff. So, you know, this practice is horrifying. They're targeting women. They're killing women for no reason whatsoever. Um, But was there? This practice, yes, was about religion and power and asserting dominance. But it was also about money. Because when you accused a witch, you had to go get her. You had to bring her in and lock her up, put her in a cell. You had to feed her. You had to have an inquisitor come in and go through the torture um, process. You had to execute her 
in instances. Um, all of that costs money to do. Who pays for that? The witch's estate. So they're making a profit. They're making a profit off of doing this. Of course. Um, also, all these careers started popping up. Lawyer, judge, uh. very lucrative business to be in the witch hunts. Um, so there's an absolute money motive going on behind this stuff. Now, like I said, a lot of what I just explained to you is a very brief, quick and dirty history of what's going on in Europe at the time. But let us not be mistaken. This stuff is going on across the world. Europe is just, you know, where it's most popular in history books, right? But this stuff is happening all over the world. Um, One thing of note, you know, there were practices, spiritual practices happening in Africa, happening in the Americas. Um, What happens? Europeans travel to Africa, travel to the Americas. They see these religious spiritual rites happening and they condemn them, uh, particularly condemn the women who are practicing these rites. Um, Outside of Europe, uh, here in the United States, one of the best known witch trials takes place. Obviously, that would be Salem, Massachusetts in 1692. Um, I won't go too much into that. I think... One of the things I realized in researching this and one of the things I've been talking to Andemic about is we're going to do a whole season on witches. We are. A whole season because there's just so much to unpack here. So this is really just a quick and dirty history, how I fell in love with the witch. Right. Um, But we are going to unpack some of this stuff a little further. Um, I should also make note that this stuff, you know, while I'm spouting off these dates, 1500s, 1600s, this stuff's still happening. Um, people are still being executed for practicing their religious rites um, because people think it's witchcraft mm-hmm. and consorting with the devil still in modern day. Um, these things are happening in Asia, Africa, South America, in Europe, and the United States. It's been documented across the world. This is still a problem. Um, so, yeah, it's not just relegated to this dark period of history it's still happening today um so that kind of brings us to modern day to what's going on um now Uh, there's kind of been this resurgence in the witch as a figure um obviously we know the halloween tropes which you know i there is a part of me that loves the camp of the witch on a broom and the cauldron and all that kind of fun yeah um but there's part of me that says that's not the true meaning of the witch. Um, The witch is not, in my eyes, something to be feared. The witch is a misunderstood figure in history that was condemned for no reason, um, painted in a certain light by people who wanted to strip her of her power. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of what's reflected in those campy versions of the witch. And so I do want to make a note of that, is that there are some problematic things with those depictions. Um, But I will say, where are we now? Um, We obviously have a witchcraft religion in the modern era known as Wicca. Um, Margaret Murray had a book, I believe it was 1921. It was was early 1900s, um, called The Witch Cult in Western Europe. Um, This is kind of what gave rise to the modern Wicca practices. A lot of what is in that book, I will say, has been kind of discredited wasn't true but it still had these elements 
that really spoke to people. Um, so Gerald Gardner is known as the father of Wicca, and he got a hold of this book and really started popularizing the practice. Um, and so uh, now that brings us to modern-day Wicca. Wicca is, is, uh, means the craft of the wise. So you see that nice. circle back yeah. to the wise women of the Middle East. Um, and the central tenet, tenet which I love, Yes. Is harm none. That is beautiful. Yes. Witchcraft is not spells. I mean, it's spells, but not to harm people. Mm-hmm. It's not the woman hiding out in the woods waiting to kill you. It's not. It's you do no harm with your magic. Your magic is to convene with nature, to convene with yourself, to convene with loved ones. Mm-hmm. But it's not meant to do harm um and this this religion really draws on healing herbalism love and nature it is a very very peaceful religion it's what witchcraft has always always been about um and unfortunately that was spun to meet certain political agendas right um one last thing before I let the witch talk, because I know I've been talking forever. You are the witch. Uh, oh, I, I, oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, wow. Andemic talk. Before I let Andemic <laughs> talk. Um, one of the documentaries, I will give it a shout out. It was called The Burning Times. Um, you can find it on YouTube. It's by the NFB, um, which is out of Canada. But there was, a, there was a male scholar on there, and he was talking a lot about, you know, some of the practices that were happening. And what he said was so lovely i think you hear history like this and it's really easy to just be so mad and so have such hate and such you know negative negativity um and this man comes on there and he says maybe my lifetime is dedicated to repairing the sins of my fathers and that just spoke to me so beautifully because i think that you know while he may not have burned a witch or thinks it's a terrible thing, right. he understands that maybe I need to dedicate myself to repairing the sins of my fathers. And I think that speaks to so many things happening in our society Absolutely. right now. Yes. Is that while you may not think that you actively did something, mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. And you need to dedicate part of your life, if not your entire life, mm-hmm helping in some sort of way absolutely and so i'll leave it with that that's beautiful um but yeah i'd love to hear what you have yeah. to say Andemic. well i mean i i learned a lot from what you just said i i knew some of it from studying um through the years but here's the only thing i'll add to that is my first um introduction to wicca was in my hometown um the the ku klux klan was going to do a rally at the state or the 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 county or the courthouse and i just know that uh i I suppose it would have been a coven of of wiccans yep um they marched in front of them and blessed the ground uh so that no evil from this group would sink into the earth wow so that that's where i first learned about them and i thought that is a wonderful that is beautiful that is a wonderful thing. Um, so I, I always want to know more. I, I'm always afraid I'm going to say something that's that's offensive. That is one of those tropes that you know. Right. Uh, but that that was all very fascinating, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to doing a whole season. Yeah. We absolutely. need to honor these women who 
were persecuted. Who and, were persecuted. And men. And men. Also. There were men who were persecuted as well. Children who were persecuted mm-hmm. um, for political reasons. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's horrible. And I, I say that this is this is repeated itself in history over and over and over again mm-hmm. so um i hope we start to take heed as a society that this is not okay and i like so. that notion of dedicating a piece of yourself to help to help absolutely yeah. absolutely it's amazing so with that should we go into a what the hell yeah let's uh, first thank you for that witch that was oh, yeah. very informative and excellent Wonderful. I enjoyed it. I'm glad. Now, I'll start with my what the hell so oh, that you can finish so that can, beverage. Yeah, because I've been talking. I haven't been able to be drinking. <laughs> uh, okay, so my what the hell is the legend of Helltown. The area known as Helltown today was once known as Boston Mills. And before the town was bought out by the U.S. government to make way for, um, what is it, the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Um, It was a thriving community that eventually just sort of became a ghost town. And today there are some people that still say that the government closed the town because of some sort of chemical accident that caused the citizens to mutate. Um, And some people also claim to have seen disfigured mutated people still hiding in the area um legend has it there's a decaying church with an upside down cross within the abandoned town that was once and possibly still used for satanic worship oh my gosh i really want to go to this place is i have a question but i'm gonna wait till you're done nope that's it i um it's yeah where is it is it near northeastern ohio yeah, near uh, the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. So that would be. I. Do you have you been? I have not been, but you know when you're in high school, <laughs> yeah, you think um, that'd be really fun to do that stupid ass thing, <laughs> and it just so happens that stupid ass thing is get into your friend's SUV uh-huh. and go find Helltown, and then you tell your friend who's driving that one of the stories about Helltown is that there's a highway that just stops and you fall into the earth <laughs> and then she turns around and refuses to take you <laughs> all right which that might have happened to me in a past life we are going to Helltown I would love to because I never got to go so what the hell but if there are disfigured mutated people there we're leaving um Quickly and efficiently. If quickly and efficiently leaving. We may not even get out of the car until we're sure. Yeah. No. We'll do a scan. (laughs) We'll take a thermal imager. Thermal imaging. Do you think mutants are (laughs) warm-blooded? That's a whole podcast episode. Okay. Because I wonder. Okay. 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 There it is. So what the hell? 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 Yes. Oh, my God. Love that. Um, My what the hell? is they think there might be life on venus <laughs> i saw a headline about this do tell what so uh they see so they've detected a gas scientists have detected a gas in the clouds of venus um that this gas is produced here on earth by microbial life that's how it's produced so they're like, why are we getting these readings from Venus? Farting um, microbes. So I, 
right? They're just <laughs> farting. They're just <laughs> farting everywhere. <laughs> it might. It's a toxic gas called phosphine. That very well might be it. But um, they can't come up with an explanation because uh, as far as everyone knows, there's no life on Venus. And this is how this gas is made from microbial life. So, like, what the hell? What so, the hell? Yeah. So, um they know that nothing can live on the surface of Venus because it's like a hellscape, like 800, de- 800 degrees. Like you're not going to survive there, but they think it's coming from the clouds. Um, life in the clouds. Life in the clouds of Venus. Because even though that would still be really like sweltering, it wouldn't be 800 degrees sweltering. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like those shrimp that live near the vents of underground volcanoes yeah in the boiling water and the boy like they're in boiling isn't that how you (laughs) cook shrimp (laughs) i think it is so what the hell that's swirling farting microbes swirling farting microbes on venus on venus right now check it out that's really cool though yeah oh just speaking of planets this is not a what the hell this is just a cool little thing um we were looking through the micro or microscope the other one telescope the telescope and saturn jupiter and mars were all visible we saw the rings what? of saturn and the moons of jupiter that's amazing it was you can't wrap your head around the size of the thing you're looking at no it's unreal so much fun anyway that's a whole that's a that's different super fun when did you do this last uh two weekends ago um i was up in michigan and um it's really dark uh at my pal's um lake house and we just took the took the telescope out, and we just noticed these two bright things. And so we got on on. She has some app, yeah, that she could hold up to the sky. Oh, cool! Jupiter and Saturn, and then Mars was right by the moon. Oh, it my was gosh. so cool. I want to do that now. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> That's all I got. <sighs> all right, all right, monsters. We've talked your ear off tonight. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Well. Uh, enjoyed as much as you can i hope you learned enjoyed learning yeah i hope you enjoyed learning difficult thing um and i hope you will continue to learn i hope you'll kind of dive into those show notes and yeah teach us something we'd love that um so you'll get those show notes on our website thehorrorsalon.com and then if you do dive in and you find something else out or um if maybe you already have known something and want to share a cool fact about witches and witchcraft um, please let us know. We love that, uh, particularly me. Yeah. Love that. If there's something you want to learn about um, when we dedicate an entire season. Yes, because we are. We're planning on dedicating a whole season to it. So if there's something that really speaks to you that you'd like us to chat about, mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah. Um, info at thehorrorsalon.com is how you can get a hold of us. And then always, please, please, please follow us on our Instagram account. Um, that's at the Horror Salon. Mm-hmm. We've got content going up there almost daily. Um, and we'd love to get our following up a little bit there. So please follow us there if you see fit. Um, yeah, I think that I think that concludes think that. That'll do it. So the candle is out. The glasses are for sure empty. It's delicious. So empty delicious um i'm your co-host the witch and i am your co-host andemic we'll see you next time at the horror salon curating the strange and unusual till dawn del till dawn do us part do us part maybe death but dawn but definitely
monsters, it's the witch and Andemic. Music for this episode is Rage by the 126ers. Check out our website for show notes and links to some cool extras. Later, nerds. <laughs>